today's episode of Cultivating Calmness, we're going to be exploring the journey through grief by navigating the loss and the stages of grief. So we're going to go ahead and jump into what all of that means. Many of you have probably heard the phrase uh, like the five stages of grief. Um, and this was originally coined by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Many of you may have heard of this. Some of you may not have. Um, and her five stages of grief were originally developed for those experiencing or facing their own death. Um, and so usually that was due to some kind of um, terminal illness. And she created those five stages um, for that purpose. And then it was adapted by everybody else into how to cope with grief that everybody else experiences and all the other different kinds of grief that we experience. Um, and we've learned over the years that although those stages can fit, um, they're not exactly stages at all. It's not a step-by-step -step process that we go through. Uh, it's more of a tangled web. And so uh, a visual that you might have, and I don't have a physical visual, um, that was a lapse on my part, is um, would be if you had a, a, a nice coiled ball of yarn, right? That would be like, oh, the five stages. And we just, you know, uncoil it and on we go until we get to the center and we're all done. Um, whereas, it, what it really looks like is if we uncoiled that and had our cat play with it and then you know, we look at it and it's all like a jumbled mess. That is kind of the process of grief. Um, but to go to her five stages, the five stages that she defined are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, uh, and acceptance. So when we think about those five stages, what that usually means, and um, I'll give a little example of like how we might phrase that. So uh, denial, like this isn't happening. I can't believe this is happening. We don't want to acknowledge that whatever this loss is, then we'll just go with the death um, for the purposes of this um, episode. You know, we don't want to believe that that has happened to our loved one, even if it was expected. It's we're in a denial phase. Um, and then we have anger, which is, you know, why did this happen? Whose fault is it? We want to, you know, blame, we want somebody to blame um, or something to blame for this death and this loss that we're experiencing. Bargaining is exactly what you think it is. You know, what can I do? You know, can I bargain with God? Can I bargain with the doctors? Can I bargain with somebody? I will give you my life for theirs. Um, what can I give you? What can I do to take this pain away to change the circumstances that I am currently facing? Depression, again, another one that sounds uh, just like it is. It's the, you know, I can't cope with this anymore. I can't deal with this. This is just too sad. It's too difficult um, to experience and to go through. And then acceptance is that I know this is true. I know this is hard. Uh, I know that I cannot change these circumstances and therefore I accept that this is real. Um, I don't have to like it. Um, so acceptance doesn't mean liking it, but it does mean that you are acknowledging that this is this is where you're at, um, kind of like it is what it is. So those are the five stages as defined by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And those are not typically anymore the only things that we consider when we think about like the stages of grief. Um, you know, we consider many factors of grief as being things that we go through. And so, um, when, as we go through um, and thinking about the stages or the phases that you go through in grief, um, some of the common things that we think of, you know, 
you, usually emotional states such as, you know, shock and sadness, anger, guilt, fear, even physical pain. Um, but also, you know, we experience happiness in grief. Um, and that can be something that is very difficult for uh, people to experience when they're going through the grief process is, you know, am I allowed to feel happy? Um, you know, if I'm feeling happy, what does that mean about me? Or what does that mean about the person that I lost? Does that mean I don't love them or didn't care about them? If I'm experiencing happiness or joy in these moments, um, so we can sometimes see people, you know, catching themselves from laughing, stopping themselves from enjoying a good time, avoiding experiences where they can have a good time because they're um, afraid of what that might mean about them. And I'm here to say that, you know, happiness is also okay when you're grieving uh, and is wanted. And, and there's many ways that people may talk about that with their loved ones, um, you know, like, this person would have wanted you to be happy. And that may be true. Um, if you believe that for yourself, that's what's important. If you, you know, sometimes we have complicated grief and the grief we're experiencing uh, related to our loved one, maybe we had a complicated relationship and we don't know exactly what our loved one would want for us. Um, you know, comes down to what do you want for yourself? So uh, thinking about, we think about, how we walk through these stages of grief. So um, another, you know, a biggest myth, let's go with that. You know, there's lots of myths we can think about uh, when it comes to grief. And one of the big ones that I think of and that I think people hear is that you know, grief lasts a year. That's just not true. Uh, so that is a false. The fact of the matter is, is that you will go through all these stages and all the, the different phases of grief for the first time in the first year, or you will go through many of them. So what I mean by that is that you'll get through all those firsts, um, you know, first holiday, birthdays, um, dinners, meals, experiences that you, for the first time you're going to do or go through without your person there. Uh, and so those can be very triggering and difficult experiences for people when they're going through it the first time without their loved one. Um, but you know, once you get past that first year, that doesn't mean that your grief just goes away. Uh, no, your grief, we hope that your grief has lessened over that time, over that year, because you have gone back and forth through, you know, acceptance and anger and guilt and bargaining and depression and um, you know, physical pain and triggers and experiences um, and meaning and finding meaning in all of that, whatever that meaning may be. You know, it's that winding web. It's that you know, chaos that you experience with grief, the ups and the downs that seem to come and go. We hope that all of the chaos starts to become less over that year and that the emotional toll that that takes on you also starts to become less. That's not always the case for everybody um, who is experiencing or going through grief. Um, and so we think about um, what you know, what else that means. So as you go through life, as you go through the rest of your life, you may continue to experience first. So maybe it's going to a wedding for the first time without your loved one. Maybe that doesn't happen in the first year. You know, maybe you go to a wedding in 
three years after your loved one has died um, and you're experiencing that for the first time, what is it like to be present at this wedding without my person? Maybe it's my spouse and I am you know, doing this wedding, I'm going to this wedding and hey, I was married and I had my own wedding and I used to go to weddings with my spouse and now I don't have that anymore. Wow, that would be a heavy, that would be a heavy experience. I would, a lot of emotions probably come, will come with that experience. Um, dating, you know, in that example, what is that like for the first time? What kind of toll is that gonna take on you? What is your thinking process gonna go through in deciding that you're ready to date or you're ready to move on? Um, what does moving on mean? Um, you know, moving on doesn't mean that you're getting over it and that you no longer love or care for or think about your loved one. Uh, it's, it's a phase of life in your experience that you're ready to experience and open your heart to that kind of love again and that kind of relationship, one that cannot be replaced but changed. Um, so, you know, thinking about, when I think about, you know, these, the myth of the first year, it's, it's those types of things that you are going to go through, um, but that are going to continue to shift and to grow and to um, evolve over time. And so I sat here in front of my bookshelf and display today because I wanted to use this as an example. So when I think of grief, I like to talk to my clients about uh, it being like a bookshelf, okay? So we got a bookshelf here and I try to keep mine pretty organized, but um, I'm in need probably of a new one. Um, so let's say, I'm just gonna pick this one because it's pretty big. The book actually doesn't matter, um, but this is our grief book. You know, if we labeled it, it would be labeled grief, okay? And it's pretty big, right? It seems big. Now, if this was the only book on our bookshelf back here, what might that feel like, right? I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna put it on the shelf. And we're going to imagine that this book here is the only book on the shelf, okay? In that first year of your grief, and as you go on through your grief, we are going to add books to the shelf. We are going to add knickknacks to the shelf. We may add pictures, picture frames, back here. We may add plants. I happen to like plants. You know, we're going to add all kinds of things to our bookshelf as we go along in our grief experience. And as you grow with your grief, so does your bookshelf. So, you know, in a couple months, grief may be still one of the only books on the shelf. I hope that you can continue to add things to your life and your experience, but sometimes that grief can feel so overwhelming and so overpowering because of the loss that you have gone through that it does feel like the only thing that is going on in your life. And that's okay. And that's normal to experience that and to go through that heaviness and that weight uh, of that loss. But as you add to it, you know, the size of this book, the size of this book doesn't change as you fill up your shelf. No, the size of the book doesn't change, but the things around it change, okay? So when, you, when that book is the only one on the shelf, it looks pretty big. It looks huge, uh, daunting, um, all-encompassing, overpowering, right? And again, as you add things to the shelf, the size of that book, right there, 
I can do this backwards. <laughs> the size of this book right there doesn't shrink, but it appears like it may be shrinking. And so your grief and your loss, the, the pain of that will hopefully then start to shrink over time as you add to your life. The memory of the person that you had doesn't go away. You still have that memory. You still have those experiences with that person. The pain associated with that loss, we don't want it to be so intense and so great over time. That doesn't mean that you're not going to get sad when the memories come up. It doesn't mean that you know, you're not going to think of the experience um, with sadness or regret or anger, but that the intensity of that emotion it won't affect you so much and won't be so bad for you. And that's what I would want for you in your grief experience is to be able to fill up your bookshelf with life, going places, doing things, meeting new people, having fun experiences, having difficult experiences, sad ones, happy ones, anything to fill up your shelf other books that you re you read, um, you're going to start to put them on the shelf with your grief. And so as your grief is surrounded by other things, the grief doesn't feel so intense and so deep and all encompassing. And that takes time. Maybe it's a year, maybe it's 10 years, maybe it's 25 years. Um, you will fill up your shelf and that grief will always be there. And maybe you move it around. Maybe it has more importance, um, at times and at other times. Maybe you will revisit your grief at different stages in life. Uh, so we talked about the first year and kind of those stages that you go through and that it gets less. Well, uh, when we think about, if we think about a child losing somebody, somebody who's died, again, we'll go back to a parent because that's um, maybe an easier one to think about. And if a child has lost a parent and say, you know, they were like my age when they're seven, um, I, you know, that seven-year-old is going to go through many stages in their life where they're going to look at that grief in different ways as they reach those different stages. So as they hit the teenage years, what does puberty and hormones do to that grief experience and that loss that they had and interacting with peers? And as they you know, graduate high school, graduate college, again, different phases in life, I am, I am not the same person I was when I was seven, but I am now looking at that grief in a totally different way now that maybe I'm 27. When, you know, that seven-year-old gets married and that person that they lost, again, like a parent for me, you know, what does that mean when that parent isn't there? Um, what does that mean when that person, um, you know, when I have children, what does that mean? You know, how do I look at that grief and that loss that I'm experiencing as a mother now, you know, when I didn't have a mother at seven and I have children now, how do I look at my grief and, and look at the loss of my mom in a different way? I'm definitely looking at it a different way. And as my children get older and older and older, and I'm going through life and experiencing life without my mom, what does that look like? And how am I experiencing my grief differently in each new phase of my life? So that's important to consider as well. As you go through stages in life, you will face your traumas and your grief from that stage in life. So. Um, something to think about um, as you go through stages of grief. 
It's not a stepping stone. It's not a one size fits all. Everybody's grief looks different. Everybody's grief will change, ebb and flow as they go through life's experiences and as they build the ability to cope and the ability to manage their grief will also affect um, the stages and the flow and what that looks like. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode um, on being able to navigate loss and understand some of those stages of grief and how they're not um, linear. And I will talk to you next time. 